Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Cooking is a New Healthy. This is a podcast about how we cook, how we eat, and how we show up in our real lives. I'm talking to other creative and entrepreneurs about how they do that. This podcast is completely unedited, and it follows the style of my Instagram, which is at Chef Carla underscore C. I want to keep this as real as possible, especially because we are at the time of recording this in COVID-19. And I don't want to make this COVID-19 specific, but I definitely want to acknowledge where we're at. I have a guest today who is such a dear, I I consider you a dear friend, Kimberly. Um, Right back at you. Thank you. She and I met on Instagram, I believe through my friend, Christine, who is conscious cooking. And Kimberly is little plantation. She is a food stylist. She has a food styling course. She has also um, a challenge. And I'm going to let her tell you all about her because she is an absolute incredible light and force, not only in the world of food styling, but in building community. And I feel like this is so crucial right now that we may not be physically together, but we're still connected. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Kimberly, and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Like I said before, I really consider you a virtual friend. You're somebody who I know I met you in real life and hopefully we will meet in real life one day that we would get on. You know, I'm really, really convinced of that. But um, my name is Kimberly Espinel. I'm a food photographer and food blogger living in London. I blog under the name of The Little Plantation, which is also my Instagram handle. I mainly shoot and style food for brands, for their websites, but also I lead a community of food lovers and food photographers online. And I run a challenge called hashtag eat, capture, share, which is also the name of my podcast. And really, I think it's important, as you mentioned, because it's about coming together no matter where you are in the world, no matter what you eat, what your eating philosophy is, but sharing your food in the most beautiful way possible. And um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. I love it. I love it. I think that you create such a beautiful, and I'm part of Kimberly's community and I've done her challenge multiple times. I just think that she creates such a beautiful community. So if you're interested in that, definitely go check that out. I'll give you that information in the show notes and after we chat. So Kimberly, I'm going to ask you a couple of food questions because they're fun and exciting for me. What was your last meal? So I had, so we're in quarantine, as you mentioned before, and we made a huge batch of brown rice last night, some of which I had for breakfast and there was still some left over, which I had for lunch today. I had that with a like a white bean stew, which my husband made because on the weekend it is his turn to cook. Oh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, I had that, the brown rice. And then, and this, I'm so excited about this. I made my first batch of sauerkraut and it came out. It worked. I did it. Um, and I had that with, and it was really nice because, you know, sauerkraut just has that kind of funky note, mm-hmm. kind of cutting through. And uh, you know what? I really enjoyed it. And then my dessert was an energy ball, like a, like a bliss ball, a chocolatey bliss ball. So all the things I love. 
in one meal. That sounds delicious. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of probiotics. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we talked because you were on my podcast. You yeah. were you know, really, really generous to share your knowledge on my podcast. We talked about it there. And um, I, I actually had a, a consultation with my nutritional therapist this week, and we were kind of talking about gut health yeah. in general, but definitely now within the context of COVID-19. And she's like, just keep it up, just keep it up. And that's exactly what I'm doing. It's, and I feel, I feel so much stronger because of it. I feel really good and, and healthy and vibrant. And, uh, and I wasn't that hot on eating sauerkraut and kimchi and all those things before going into quarantine. And not because I didn't like it, but because I never made it myself or, yeah. you know, the ones that I love, they didn't have it at my local supermarket. But that's really been a big change where now I'm in quarantine. I've got the time to make it myself. I'm making it, I'm religious about it and I'm loving it. Oh, amazing. So the next question, and this is going to tie directly into that. I'm going to ask you your eating philosophy. And this can be anything from how you feel about food. It can also be like how you structure your day with food. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to leave this loosely up to you because I just can't wait to hear your answers about this. Yeah. So the reason I started my food blog, which is a plant-based food blog, in 2016 was because I felt really, really passionate about plant-based foods. But I, I also felt that if we become preachy, better than thou, that kind of attitude, we alienate people rather than invite them into this experience. And so, you know, that, that underlying principle I, I've carried on through the six years of writing my blog to, to the very day of today. So I, I wholeheartedly believe that per eating predominantly plant-based is best for the planet, best for our bodies, best for our health in, in every way, shape, or form. But I also appreciate that everybody needs to you know, get, go on their own journey. So I'm, I'm not preachy or, you know, this is my, my way is the only way sort of, sort of person, but that's my philosophy. I believe that eating a plant rich diet is really the best way forward on every level. And whereas most people obsess about protein, I really obsess about fiber because I believe that is, you know, the, what makes eating plant-based so phenomenal because that fiber, a fiber rich diet, it's just so good in, in on so many levels. It pulls out any bits and pieces we don't need in our body. It keeps our gut health, um, you know, good and healthy and strong. And yeah, it's just it's just magical. So that's really my you know the, the foundation. And yeah. then I would say the other things that tie into that is I love eating seasonally with you know some exotic bits and pieces thrown in, but mm -hmm. lots of seasonal. And local foods. Yeah, I, I would say that's kind of, um, that's a good summary, I would say. And I love flavorful foods. It's got to taste good because there's no point in it being healthy and good for the body and the planet and if it doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste good. And so definitely it's got to, the flavors have got to be bang on. Love that. And how, how do you start your day? Because I know that we talked about this in your podcast, but I would love to 
um, have a glimpse into what a typical day, and it can be right now, um, what it looks like in terms of food in, in your home because you have a family. Yes. So I became plant based, as I said, in 2014, which is when my son was four years old. And I really got heavily into juicing and smoothie making and all the things. And we've kept that up. And so he's grown up with that. That's that's what he knows. And we usually in we usually start with some sort of green juice of one description or other. And then in the summer we rotate and take out the green juice and then we do more smoothie stuff. Yeah. But it's still a little bit, it's still a little bit cold here, a little bit too cold for the smoothies personally, I find. So we do our green juices. I always start with green tea. I love it. I'm obsessed with green tea. And usually I have to say, usually a sweet breakfast. So it could be a porridge, it could be a granola, it could be a muesli, a bircher muesli. Having said that, this morning I had a savory breakfast and I was like, oh, I should do this more often. But generally it's kind of, you know, Bertram Moosey granola type thing yeah. with with the fresh juice or smoothie. Yeah. And I know that part of your Instagram too is that you're paying attention um, with your journal of how you feel. Yes. I, you know, I, I'm always a little bit wary of, of, you know, just because I know that a lot of people who gravitate towards paleo or plant-based or, you know, often there is a history or there's a, how should I say, like a, a sensitivity connection to eating disorders. So it can, yeah. it can easily swap over and be confused with that. And so I'm, I'm very cautious about sharing too much of this is what I ate, these were the calories, or this is the portion size, or, you know, I, I try not to, to swap into that territory. Yeah. Um, but I do, I am documenting this experience of being in quarantine and what that looks like in terms of the foods that we eat, in part for myself and as, as, as an opportunity to reflect and to study how this experience is affecting me in, you know, in all shapes and forms, especially within the context of health and food, because that's what I do. Um, but, oh, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, but but I, I'm not being, you know, I'm not saying do this and therefore you will lose 10 pounds or, you know, I just want to show people, listen, you can, you can, thrive and survive on plants and this is what it looks like and this is how it goes because I do feel that moving out of this quarantine phase and moving into the future moving beyond COVID-19 plant-based loving is part of making it through that's my my personal view of, of making it through and and overcoming this long term I love it I love that you don't infuse and um, I'm like heavily into the wellness world and, um, mm -hmm. I love that you don't infuse diet culture into your work and into your It's community. a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope and it's, and also my background, you know, way back when, um, I was a dancer and, and from there I trained as a yoga teacher, like as a, as a. I, I say I did that for my first mini midlife crisis when I turned 30. But, you know, it's always a certain, a lot of people who have that background of diet culture and eating disorders 
just gravitate to these eating habits. And so I'm super aware. Also for myself, like I don't want to, you know, go down that path because um that's not that's not what I started this for. So yeah. I love hearing about it. I'm going to move this into a part of the podcast that I just love this because for me, I love listening and I listen to your podcast and I've been on your podcast. Um, I love taking bits and pieces from podcasts and applying it to my own life. And I think that the reason that I started this podcast was to be able to share tips and tricks and actionable items that people could apply to their real lives. Mm -hmm. And not only could they listen to these action tips or tricks or however you want to phrase it, um, but I wanted them to be able to start a conversation with me and you afterwards. So I'm going to encourage people to listen to this carefully, your, how you show up in your life and to choose one of those items. And we can suggest one of them too. Um, and to tag us on Instagram, tag us. She's little plantation and I'm at chef Carl underscore C. And we want to see do you listen to the, did you listen to the podcast? Did you apply this to your life? And how did this help you? Because this conversation goes beyond the two of us. So I would love to ask you for three tips for my audience so that we can just apply this and we can learn from you because I know that you have so much to share. Thank you. I mean, what I would say and and that's part of why I started the hashtag eat capture share is about the importance of sharing your work and creating work, whatever that may mean for you and sharing it and using that as an opportunity to spread your message, to have a purpose that, that goes beyond you know, yourself and your family and connecting with like-minded souls. And so sometimes we get really stuck in, I can't post this on Instagram because it's not perfect or the lighting wasn't amazing or, you know, I still need to lose two pounds before I feel I'm cute enough to do that selfie or whatever other excuse we come up with, right? Not to show up and not to put our work out there and not to, to spread the message that, we were put on this earth to spread. So that's why I started the challenge, hashtag capture share. And please use that to share your work and use it as an excuse to share your work regularly. We usually share on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And I'd love to see what you've been eating, what you've been cooking, what your experience is, because I think the more you share, the more positive energy you're sending out into the world, the more opportunities you create to connect. And, and yeah, that, that would kind of be my, my suggestion. I don't know, Carla, what other guests have suggested. I am blown away. I'm blowing away by this one. Oh, like okay. literally my mind is blown by this one because I will often get DMs, Kimberly, about how I am showing up with two toddlers and a family and a business. Like how am I showing up? And I feel like this, what you just said is the most 
perfect thing, not only for what we're going through right now, but beyond that it doesn't have to be perfect. And it's all about sharing. So these tips and tricks that people are sharing with me on this podcast are really coming from their own work, their own lives. So I've had different people, like I've had business coaches, I've had a spiritual leader on this podcast. I've had, I mean, you name it, I've had a makeup artist on this podcast. So there's different ways that people view and share their work in the world. And I think that you capture, like literally that's the entire podcast. <laughs> well, you know, I, what I always say to the participants of the challenge and, and of the eCapture Share challenge is that when we create something, it's so hard for us not to have a piece of ourselves be part of that, not infuse the picture that we've taken or the caption we've written with our heart. And when we do that, it feels really vulnerable because what if people don't like it? What if people unfollow me? What if, you know, fill in the blank? And so there is a level of courage that's required to put it out there. But I think when you when you put it out there, the ripple effect of positivity is just so much bigger than you can ever imagine. It's worth it. It's really, really worth it. And also, if it comes out really badly or you've chosen the wrong words or the picture sucks, you can look back at that in six months' time and be like, oh, I've really come a long way. My writing's improved and my photography's improved. So I think, you know, there's, there's, it's always a good time to share. It's always a good time to share. There is a quote from Brene Brown. There is no trust without vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And she says this, and I think that it applies to what you're saying as well, is that when we are vulnerable, people see that. People can see your putting in your effort, even if the picture is not, and we're going to talk about this as food stylists, I guess for now, right? Is that even if the picture isn't perfect, it doesn't matter because people can see that you're putting in the effort and you're showing up. And I will say from being in your community that people will comment on that hashtag with the loveliest responses. Absolutely. Yes, I think people are so supportive because because they know because they're living it and know how how scary it is to put your work out there and you know so so everyone's so supportive and and what I love for me this is important as a woman of color this is important to me that really I attract people or the 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 challenge the hashtag attract people from all around the world I don't you know lots of different faiths, colors, religions, political views. It doesn't matter. Everybody comes together and we unite. And I love it. I love doing it. I love hearing, I love hearing the behind the scenes of this because I've participated so many times. And yes, there are people literally throughout the globe that do this. And it's different economic status. It's different it literally is different everything and it's incredible to see what's important for us mm-hmm. to capture and what's important mm-hmm. for us to share absolutely and you know i just to say and because this is maybe another actionable step to take when you start a hashtag 
you know, I started with zero, zero people putting anything under the eCaptureShare hashtag. And now there are more than 50,000 submissions under that hashtag and growing. And I think, you know, if you've got a message to share, create a hashtag and start with zero and then suddenly there's two and then there's 20 and there's 200 and 2000. And if there's a, if it's a message that resonates, it'll grow. And yeah, like, like I, I think that that's another way of bringing people together and spreading the word. It's like, you know, doing two things at once. So that's another actionable step. Join the eCapture Share movement and start your own. I love it. I love it because it really is. It's about starting with zero and mm. showing up and yes. growing. Yes. That's amazing. Do you have anything? Oh, you have one more tip if you would like to share one. Um, so generally in terms of eating or, or anything, anything. So it kind of have to give, so another tip I would say is to always put to, to serve. Actually, that's, that's really what I'm trying to say. So to always put your audience first, to think about how you can serve the world, how you can serve your audience, how you can, you know, it sounds a little bit airy-fairy, but how you can make the world a, a better place with the message and the content that you want to share. And I think the the more you keep that in focus rather than I need to make six figures by tomorrow. And, you know, the more you can put that at the forefront, I think the 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 more power and energy your message will have. That's incredible. I love your tips. I absolutely adore them. Oh, yay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I think that really, for me, listening to your words is that it's all about sharing. Mm -hmm. It really is about sharing our message, sharing our work, sharing our heart, and people will see that. Yes, because I think sometimes it feels like no one cares. No one's listening. You're growing, you're losing followers, whatever, you know, the blog hits aren't there or they've gone down or, and then it's so easy to, to lose faith. But I think as, as long as you remember your why, which is to serve, to spread your message, to connect, to make the world a better place, to share what you know, you're, you're on the right track. You're on the right track and you will grow maybe at a different pace. Maybe you'll be up and down and, you know, back two steps and moving forward again. But as long as there is purpose behind what you do and you're tuning into what your audience needs, the the way that you, Carla, are now tuning in with the podcast, you know, like now that we're at home, we're a bit bored, we're looking for inspiration. And this is a time to put out a podcast. This is a time to start one. If you thought about starting a YouTube channel, this is the time because people are open, people are willing. And and I love Carla, how you've really, you know, you've really understood that by providing this new medium, this new way of communicating with your audience and, and serving them and providing them with, with, with information that's going to be helpful at this time. So I think as long as you keep doing that, you're on the right path. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. I'm going to echo that and thank you so much. 
I'm going to really echo that, that you have a gift to share. And Marie Forleo, if anybody follows Marie Forleo, Marie Forleo says that you have a gift um, that you can serve the world with. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it literally, it's, it's your purpose to share things in the world. And that gift comes from you and only you. And yes, there might be a million food bloggers, a million food yeah. photographers, but it's your perspective and your heart and your soul. And, you know, yes, I'm a little woo, um, <laughs> but it really comes from creating from yourself as opposed to trying to follow what everyone else is doing, trying to, um, trying to show up in a different way that is not authentically you. And I, and that word authentic can be a little, um, a little loaded, but really trying to show up. I I guess the thing that I would say is really trying to show up who you are today. And I wanted to just, I'm going to mention your, your challenge right now. So Kimberly has a challenge right now with eCaptureShare and it is about showing up essentially with the food that you have. It's not about shooting. So her challenge, if anybody doesn't know her work, I'll explain it just a tiny bit. Um, We have prompts three times a week, and we're going to shoot what we have in our pantry, what we have in our kitchen. And this is not like heavy food styling. This is really showing up with the ingredients that you have and the props that you have, this is not going out and buying things. With the lighting that you have, you may not have the camera, you might have an iPhone. Like, it's really like this is, I think that your challenge really summarizes this entire podcast is that you can show up no matter who you are, where you are, and what you have. Yeah. And I think every perspective is valid and I'm interested and the community is interested in what everybody else has to share. But Carla, there's one more thing that just popped into my mind as you were speaking. And I was thinking back at something that you asked previously and also thinking to a discussion that I had with some friends on on Zoom earlier today. And, you know, when you're so in a space, so for me, I'm so in the food photography space. I'm so in the vegan space that it, you know, if I look around, everybody's photographing food and everybody is sharing vegan recipes. And then, you know, I could be like, oh my God, the world doesn't need my vegan banana bread recipe or whatever. But actually when I was speaking to my friends, I realized they have never heard of aquafaba. They don't know how to make energy bars because they're not part of that world. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's kind of like when you're pregnant, for example, you look around and everybody's pregnant or you're, you're single and everybody's, you know, like you, you only see the things that, that your eyes are open to, but there's so many people who need what you do and not everybody has a feedback and not everybody's an expert in gut health and not everybody is a paleo expert. We need all the people to do all the things. There's a lot of space. There's so much space for, for more food bloggers and more content creators. As long as your content is good and to use your word, authentic, bring it on. Yeah. I love that. 
I love that. And I wouldn't think like aquafaba. I mean, I've followed Ferran for like a million years. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know what aquafaba is, it's the liquid from chickpeas. Um, and you can whip it and it's incredible. And you could use it in baking. So if anybody's, maybe I should put a link to that. Put a link to it. Put a link to it because there will be someone listening, I promise you, who doesn't know. Or, or maybe who knows what it is, but they haven't dared to try it yet, or they're not quite sure, or, you know, and, and, and I think we just, we're just so in our space. We're yeah. so in our space. I don't know if you also have, you know, life coaches listening in. My guess is that probably you do, you know, that yeah. everybody they know is, is training to be a life coach. Well, the reality is that, that's not the case. It's, it's, there's people who need you. There's people who need you. And especially now where, Everything that we knew, everything that we understood or thought we understood has been thrown up in the air. And, you know, when we come out of this, we'll, we're going to enter into a new world and we're going to be different human beings, or at least I hope we come out of this, having learned something, having reflected. And, you know, maybe I need a life coach as well <laughs> by the time <laughs> we were done here. So, um, yeah. I totally understand you totally understand you and i think that these lessons um i'm being very hopeful when i speak about this mm -hmm. these lessons will not only go and i think i said this on your podcast mm -hmm. will go from now through generations from now yeah make that yeah. our children will carry this on to their children and there will be discussions about this time and the lessons that have been learned yeah yeah and without sounding too doom and gloom, you know, who knows when the next pandemic is going to happen. It could happen again in, in our lifetime. It could be worse even. I don't know. But what I know is that our children will have lived this and they will come out the other end and know that it's possible. And we will have had this experience, be more prepared on so many levels, especially spiritually. So, you know, I always try to look at silver lining and see, you know, a bigger picture maybe and, and try and think, okay, this, this sucks being locked up in the house. And, but actually what can I learn from this? What can I take forward? And, and um, I've really enjoyed is the wrong word, but I've really taken this as an opportunity to reflect a little bit about where I'm at and also make a list of all the things that I would like to do, explore, change for when, when we move out of this, you know? And so that's a real gift to have that time for reflection. And um, yeah. It's just a thought. <laughs> Love it. I could listen to you. We could talk for hours. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to let um, our, po our podcast listeners choose one of these things that they've heard from you. So it can be anything that they've listened to. And if you want to suggest something, I would love for them to tag us on Instagram and and start a conversation and say, hey, I listened to this podcast. I found this information helpful. And you could either just like take a screenshot of it that you listen to it, yes. you could share it with a friend and put it in your stories. So Kimberly, is there any way that you want them to share it? If they use the hashtag eat, capture, share, that is one that I always check. Yeah. I follow and 
I'd love that. So that's always a good one. Um, so if they can use that. And the other thing, if it's okay, what I would love to do is send you a link for, to put in the show notes right. where people can go and find out more about the challenge if they miss this one, because I don't know when you're will air this episode but if they miss this challenge or if they want to participate in the next one where they can sign up and find out more about it and also if they have any doubts or concerns or questions about food photography or food styling I will also in that link provide some resources around that some free resources around that for them to dip into to have the confidence to share their work in in the most beautiful way that they can. So yeah, anything under the eCapture share, I will definitely check, tag me, tag me in the photo to share your work. And then I will send you the links, Carla, for, for the next challenge and also a link to all my food photography tips and, and handouts and stuff. Amazing. So they can find you, where can they find you online? So the best place to find me is on Instagram where I am the little plantation, or they can find my podcast, eat, capture, share any, you know, Apple podcasts, Spotify, all the, all the good places. And then the link that I'll provide you that goes to my blog with all the, the goodies and, and the, the, the PDFs and stuff. Awesome. So I want to thank Kimberly for coming on here, for dropping her knowledge. Um, I think that this is a really important time, regardless of when you're listening to this, to be showing up and to be sharing. And I think that if you're interested in food photography or you're interested in just sharing what you're making, Mm -hmm. Eat, Capture, Share is a beautiful space that hashtag to get support and to get people to comment, to look at your work, but also a place where you can give support to other people and create community. Um, So we are going to end this podcast and thank you so much, Kimberly. I am so, so, so grateful for you. Thank you for having me. So fun. Thank you. Thank you. And if you didn't, I've said it a number of times, but if you didn't hear it, I'm at Chef Carla underscore C and I'm most on Instagram. I am the founder of Cook and Shop Online Cooking School. I have tons of resources that are in my Instagram and I am doing a pantry refresh, which is coming up. I am going to be doing some other programs. So you definitely want to stay tuned to that. All of this information, because we talked a lot about a lot of different things. I'm going to put everything in the show notes and you'll be able to access this. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to it and also share it with your friends. Again, this podcast is a hundred percent unedited. So we're sharing some unfiltered content. And again, it's about how we eat, how we show up in our real lives. And I can't wait to hear what you have to think about this podcast and to have conversations beyond this. Thank you again for listening. Bye.